Hey there, and welcome to the On Your Terms podcast. I'm your host, Sam Vanderwillen. I'm an attorney turned entrepreneur, and I help online coaches and service providers legally protect and grow your online business using my DIY legal templates and the ultimate bundle. So every week I try to balance giving you legal tips with also tips about how to grow your actual business on your terms. So what you will see here most often is me encouraging you to do things your own way. I'm a huge believer in that. And Part of doing that is staying nimble as an entrepreneur, which is what we're talking about today. So in today's episode, I go over staying nimble as an entrepreneur, whether it's because you've been faced with a bunch of difficult life hurdles, like some of the things that I've shared with you that I've gone through over the last several years since I started my own business, from my own brain surgery to my dad getting sick and being his caregiver, to just a lot of different bumps in the road, to, you know, the last year and a half has thrown everybody a huge curveball in figuring out how do I offer my products? What are some of the challenges and new struggles that are coming up with my clients? And more than anything today, I hope that you walk away from this episode feeling inspired that being nimble is a good thing and change and and things popping up in your life and your business can be a good thing, especially for your business. And I share a lot of my personal examples of how I turn certain things into benefits in my own business. So I hope that you love today's episode. I will round out today's episode with a bunch of tips about how to stay nimble, how to act like more of a scientist in your business, which is a huge, huge thing for me. And I think I've been a part of my success or whatever we call it. So I hope that they're helpful to you. And before we get into today's episode, if you haven't already, it would mean the world to me if you follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts, if you rate it and leave a review on um, Apple Podcasts, if you listen there, I would love to hear your thoughts. And as always, send me a DM with anything um, that was that came up for you in today's episode. I'd love to see you over on Instagram. I'm at Sam Vanderbilt in there. And with that, let's get into how to stay nimble as an entrepreneur. Uh, So I'm just getting settled in my new house in New York. We moved to the North Shore of Long Island outside of New York City. It is absolutely stunning, beautiful here. We're surrounded by water. It's super quiet. In fact, it's so quiet that Ryan and I have been pretty freaked out when we fall asleep (laughs) because we're like, what's happening outside? Why is it so quiet? Where we moved from outside of Philly, it was just so loud. There was like my dad used to call our street the super speedway because it was supposed to be a side street, but everybody used it as a cut through and it was really annoying. And so it was very loud. And there just seemed to always be like someone emptying their dumpster, like on the main street in the middle of the night. And it was very loud. So I am getting settled in. I'm trying to get used to the fact that it's so quiet here, but it'll all be good in the end. Um, we have a beach at the end of our street. It's so beautiful. But If you've ever moved in your entire life, you know that it is not all fun and games. It is quite the process. I actually lost my podcast mic in the move. Um, There was a big sticker on it that said, do not take. And then the movers took it and they put it in the foyer box and I couldn't find it forever. So I finally found it. We're back to normal with our audio equipment here on on your terms. Um, But moving definitely throws you for a loop personally and for your business too, right? If you have your own business, it's not just your stuff, but obviously it takes your time and attention away from your business, from maybe even social media. If you're used to being on like social media, like I am every day, I not only didn't really have the time, but I just found myself over the last several weeks, like not even wanting to be on social very much. So, cause I would rather like get situated and get organized and try to learn my new area and all of that kind of stuff. So it's been really interesting, but 
it's been yet another, I guess, adventure in staying nimble. And that's what we're talking today about is really staying nimble as an entrepreneur, because if I've learned anything over the last five years of having my own business, it's that staying nimble is absolutely crucial to staying in business, right? And not, not just staying in business. My goal is not for you just to like have a business and call it a day. It's for you to continue to grow and to love your business and to have fun, right? So I find that like staying nimble and, and being open to pivoting and experimenting and being the scientist in your business is so crucial when it comes to this success of your business. Because if you approach business with a fixed mindset or a mindset of like, this is how it has to be, or this is the way that I'm going to do it because this is the way that I see other people doing it, you won't be able to pivot when and if you need to. I really should just say when you need to, because I find that this is inevitable, right? Whether you have something now or later, but you're going to have to pivot at some point. We're going to talk today about, you know, I'm going to give you some of my best tips about staying nimble, how staying nimble in your business actually can help grow your business. Some of the things that I wish I saw people do more often with being a bit more nimble. Um, But I'm also going to talk about this from two kinds of approaches. One is like if life stuff comes up, right? And I've spoken about this a lot publicly and on the podcast about the things that I've gone through in the last several years that have, you know, kind of forced me to be nimble, but in in a good way, they've had good side effects. And we'll talk about that. But also there's the idea of like staying nimble just because maybe something in your business isn't working or maybe you don't like something about your business. Like maybe you find yourself at a place where you're like, I'm just not loving what I'm doing or I'm not loving my clients right now or I'm not feeling like I'm attracting the people that I want to work with, you know, or you don't like the way you're working, like you're on the phone all the time and you don't want to be. So we're going to talk about staying nimble for both of those reasons, whether you're forced into it in, in certain like life circumstances or whether you're just at a place where you're like, maybe being not nimble enough is what's hurting me, right? And, and how do I how do I stay nimble? Where do I go? How do I experiment? So we're going to talk about that all today. So if you experience something like, you know, some of the things that I've experienced over the last several years, some of the things I know you have to like family emergencies or family situations like mine with like health, you know, taking care of a parent or a loved one, a child. Obviously, the pandemic over the last year and a half has thrown everything into a tizzy. It definitely threw it into a major tizzy when when the pandemic first started. You know, there can be financial changes in your life, whether you lose your job. I've heard from so many people, especially over the last year and a half, where maybe their partner or spouse has lost their job. And that has thrown your family's financial situation into a different situation. And so you you realize like you either have to grow your business more or you have to start your business or whatever. There, I know from so many of you and so many of my friends, um, the childcare changes this year have been, oh, I don't even know, like, significant doesn't even begin to cover it, right? Um, You know, whether you've lost the person that uh, took care of your children or you're not comfortable sending children back to school or to daycare or something like this, like there've just been so many changes that have affected your schedule and your well-being and your financial well-being. So there are just so many curveballs that come at us in life in general, but these are things that heavily impact us as entrepreneurs. And, you know, like I said earlier, it's maybe... Maybe you haven't experienced as many of those things. And if so, you should (laughs) be very grateful. But and I hope that you are. But or maybe just things aren't working out the way that you thought they would in your business, whether that's because you're not happy with your sales or you're not happy with your clients or you're not happy with the product or you're just like feeling uninspired. Right. I go through time periods where I'm just like "Mm, I'm not feel like I'm doing the same thing. I'm not super inspired right now. 
that is all where, to me, pivoting comes up. And I find it really helpful if we go into this process and we start off today's conversation with a little bit of a mindset check of, of reminding ourselves that change and pivot in life and business are just part of the process. My coach, Jamie Mendel, tells me this all the time about so many different things. And I think she's so right and she's so brilliant in general. This is just something that she's taught me that's been so helpful of like, what if we just think about these things as part of the process instead of like, I have to change again. I have to switch again, right? I have to pivot again. I have to change my messaging. I have to change my offer. What if that is just part of the process? And so there's not so much like resistance or, or anger right there, but it's in fact, it's like, oh, this is actually part of it. This is all part of the plan. And if we embrace some of that, it can make it a little bit softer. Not that it's not to say that we can't feel those other feelings and feel frustrated. For example, this comes up for me a lot in the business where I call them Lynn's. They are called in the business. No offense. Absolutely no offense to anyone named Lynn, but this is just a insider terminology, real behind the scenes look at my my business. People who write us nasty messages, emails, whatever, Facebook comments, um, we call them Lynn, long story. And um, I'm actually working on writing a book right now. We have a whole, whole chapter dedicated to it. But for me, when I started getting Lynn comments and I started getting Lynn emails and all that kind of stuff, which wasn't until my business became more successful, it really, really hurt, right? I was like, I was devastated. I'm very sensitive. I feel everything, definitely an empath. And so I was so upset every time I would get one of these and it would like throw off my whole day, maybe days on end. And so Jamie and I spoke about this in, in this context of like, what if that's just like part of growing the business instead of feeling like everything's supposed to go perfectly and you're only supposed to get nice, you know, glowing comments and reviews? What if getting a Lynn comment every once in a great while, because that's the truth of it, it's not it's not often, but it hurts when it happens. It's just like part of the process. And so I feel like this can be a very similar mindset shift here that if you can go into this thinking that change is all part of the process, then you you can maybe take a little bit of the shame or judgment out of the fact that like, oh, I have to change again or like this isn't working. I keep having to move around. I used to beat myself up for being somebody who changed a lot because I thought that that meant I couldn't stick to anything. I had this like childhood story. My my dad says this about me all the time that I can't stick to anything because when I was a kid, I would get like a new toy or gadget of some sort and I would play with it for like five minutes, which kids do. And then I wouldn't want to play with it anymore. And so this story about me has been told over and over and over again that I can't stick to anything. And so when I started my first business and then I transitioned into selling legal templates, I thought, ah, oh, see, there you go again. You can't stick to anything, right? When really this is staying nimble, I'm going to talk about this today, but it was really a survival mechanism of staying nimble and learning what was going to be successful, what was going to carry me across the line, because what I was doing wasn't going to do it for me. It wasn't doing it for me. So pivots can actually be helpful for your business. I hope more than anything you take away that, you know, that's what you take away from today's episode. You know, if we, we use my own journey as an example, and I have countless like friends I could talk to you about as well. I started my first business was a health coaching business when I left the law and it wasn't the right fit for me. I'm not saying that health coaching as a business isn't a good one, but it just wasn't a good one for me. I, first of all, I don't think I was a very good coach. Um, I, it just like didn't speak to me naturally for some reason. I love teaching. So I like being in more of a teaching role and also for the way that I not only wanted my life to look like, but then ultimately what ended up happening in my life with having brain surgery and my dad getting sick and all this stuff. 
I needed more of a business that I could automate and scale, right? So when in 2017, I switched to only selling digital legal products, that it was the biggest pivot and the biggest <laughs> staying nimble um, exercise for me that led to just an unbelievable experience um, and amount of success in this business, right? So my surgery, you know, pushed me to figure out my content in a better way. When I had brain surgery, I was like writing all these random blog posts about nothing that like hardly anybody wrote, read at the time. And I don't even I was probably posting like pictures of my lunch on social media. I don't even know. And that I remember that experience pushed me to think, OK, I need to be like super targeted with my content because I don't have a lot of time and literally brain power because my brain hurt. And so I need to figure out, like, what am I here to say? How is this actually helpful to other people? And how can I get this information out in a more effective way, especially more evergreen way? So the surgery helped me with that. When my dad got leukemia, I remember that I was making sales, you know, I was making consistent sales, but everything was because of me. I used to say to my husband, Ryan, like, I felt like my business was such a little engine. And if I, as long as I had my foot on the gas, the engine was running perfect. But as soon as I took my foot off the gas, the engine completely stopped. And so if I took time off as a break, you know, when, when my dad got sick, I got super depressed and I would just like stand in the shower all day long and cry when I had a break in between <laughs> chemo appointments and doctor's appointments and getting him healthcare and everything else. But the like going dark period on social media wasn't good for my business. And it wasn't until my dad got sick in September. It wasn't until around the holidays that I was like coming out of it. And I realized, okay, I can't just be on social media all the time. I don't want to be on social media all the time. I want to live my life. But also I'm just being realistic as to like, I'm depressed about my dad being sick. What do I do? Right. And that pushed me to create my free workshop, which leads to a funnel, a sales funnel that leads people to the ultimate bundle, my signature product. Moving just recently, I'm, you know, I knew that this was coming for a little bit. And so moving pushed me to think more about how do I make sure things are running in the background without me being so involved? Because even though sales were super automated, I was not super automated. The, the business still very much required a lot of me. So now having a big team of all of these people helping, all these incredible people helping from a VA to a tech VA to a copywriter, a designer, a marketing manager, everything in between, we have a lot of stuff running in the background to the point where I actually ended up taking like over a month off, I mean, primarily I would check in, answer their emails and, and their Slack messages and stuff like this. But like really overall, um, because I got really sick before we moved and then we moved, I, the business ran totally like normal. There was nothing, no hiccups, sales were normal, everything. So, you know, all of these life situations pushed me personally to stay nimble and to pivot and to make the business better. Right. But that does require that mindset of like, oh, this is an opportunity for change and change isn't always bad. Or it was also an opportunity to be like, oh, yeah, that's like not working. Like it's not working for me to have to be on Instagram every day. It's taking me away from being present in my life and my family. It's um, making me maybe feel bad about myself sometimes when I'm on social media. So what are some ways where I can like do this better? Right. So this stuff can always be seen as an opportunity for better change. And, you know, I think the last year and a half, the, the pandemic obviously has also pushed us to think about things differently. The world is changing. The way that people consume information is changing. 
the way, you know, people are going to be working from home more often. People are experiencing new mental health challenges. Um, people are experiencing new, like just day-to-day difficulties. You might be seeing this with your clients as well. Like maybe the kids are home from school or maybe the both like partners are working from home and they're driving each other crazy or something. So there's a lot of stuff going on now that can push you to have to think about your offerings differently your payments differently. Like for example, during the pandemic, I was very resistant prior to the pandemic. I was very resistant to longer term payment plans because I had a lot of fear and anxiety over what would happen if I created this longer term payment plan. I thought everybody would like buy it, pay the first one and bounce, you know? So I wouldn't do it. And it was definitely holding me back in my business. So many people were asking for it. And the pandemic pushed me to think about making the ultimate bundle in particular, more accessible and allowing people to get in who needed a little bit more time to pay. I did that. It was huge, right? It was huge. It's been very successful. People have been very respectful as well. And so that was an example where like, that was something I was like freaking out like, oh, I can't believe that the pandemic pushed me to have to do this. And it ended up being great. And I actually feel really good about the fact that you know, people can have access to this over a a longer period of time. So, um, you know, another thing I just wanted to mention quickly, too, before I get into some of the tips I have for you today is that the changing landscape, I mean, over the last five years that I've been in online business, like the marketing game has shifted so much. I mean, because it changes, you know, what's like the hot platform of the moment. And then, you know, even if like Instagram has been the hot platform the whole time, the way that we use Instagram has changed. Like there were no reels. There weren't even stories when I started. Then there were like no reels. Then IGTV was like hot for a hot minute. And then, you know, things just keep flip flopping all around. So I, you just want to stay nimble because these things that the way that we do our business, the way that we use certain tools, um, they're not constant. So you can't be constant. (laughs) So it doesn't make sense. And it's just not ever going to be a like, okay, if I just like do this every day for the rest of my life, this business will be successful. That's never going to happen because the things that you're using to market your business and to attract clients, they're not staying the same, right? And your audience is going to change. If you're in business long enough, your, your audience is going to evolve and change. So it's really important for you to stay nimble whether it's from your marketing to your offerings to your website, whatever it is. So, okay, I want to get into a couple of tips I have for you about staying nimble as an entrepreneur. The first one is a little two-part mindset shift that we're going to make. So the mindset shift that I want you to make, maybe we even write this down, maybe we reflect on it, whatever you want to do, whatever is helpful for you, is that one, things will not always be the same and it's not even good for them to be the same. So I want us to start thinking about things and like, it's not normal, right? So getting back to that, that part that I was saying that my coach, Jamie Mandel has taught me is that it's not really normal for things to just be the same or only be positive or, you know, whatever, but it's, it's not going to be good for that to be the same either. So it's going to be fun. We want to start thinking about this from a positive perspective. Like it can be fun that things are changing and evolving. It's kind of fun. And I find it challenging in a good way that these platforms keep changing the way that we use these platforms. I find that all super interesting. So we're going to approach it from that perspective. The second part of this mindset shift that I want you to think about is that change is an opportunity to be better and different. So going back to what I was saying about how, you know, not wanting to be on social media anymore or like not wanting to be on social media like every single day documenting every single thing got me to think about like how can I create a sales funnel, right? How can I, 
generate leads without me having to be on social? Or where am I spending my time that's actually working instead of me just like being on my phone and hoping it's working? So change is an opportunity to be better and different. And I want you to think about the ways that some of these changes, whether they're in your life or in the world or in the way that your clients are consuming information, how that could actually be an opportunity for you to make things more in alignment with the way that you want to do them, the way you want to run your business. The second tip I have for you is that I want you to stay nimble as an entrepreneur by studying the market and studying your clients. So I can tell you over the last five years, like our industry has changed a lot, right? The way that we market our products, the way that we sell them, the way that people want to be like spoken to. I mean, definitely the way like in Facebook ads, the way that um, even Facebook ads are structured with like more video and now like the videos looking more like reels are looking more um, organic than like highly stylized videos and stuff like that. All of that has changed. And so I have to stay very nimble as the CEO of this business of constantly looking at things and, and saying like, okay, this is how people are responding to information now. This is how people are consuming information now, right? Like even this podcast, like, okay, people might go on. Like I was thinking about this as I was creating the podcast over the last several months was like, well, people probably don't have as long of commutes anymore. So I don't want this to be super long. I also know that you're busy, so I don't want it to be super long. I think to myself, like maybe you pop this in while you're out on a walk or something um, or you're like cooking or something. I don't know, doing something that is not super long. So even that, like I try to think about like, how are people listening to this? How are people going to be consuming this information? And then like what is most relevant about what I want them to go and do from this episode or from my content now, which is very different than when I started this business. Right. So. I think people's needs have changed. People's desires have changed of like when, you know, if you started around when I did in like 2016, 2017, it was really popular back then to have like free PDFs, like downloadable PDFs and guides. And that's still popular. But now people are consuming that information in a much different way. Right. Videos are big. Audio things are big, like secret podcast episodes. They're all different kinds of ways. Whereas when I started, it was like one way what you do is you start a business, you create a free PDF, people download that PDF, you add them to your email list, boom, done. Like that was the way you started a business. That's obviously very, very diverse now. Like there are just a lot of different ways to do this. So it's really important that you're constantly studying the market. And by that, I just mean observing, seeing what other people are doing, not copying, obviously, but just kind of getting a good feel for like, oh, people's needs seem to be shifting video seems to be more popular, short videos or whatever it is at the moment. I find it really helpful to work with, you know, experts on these things too. Like when I hire my copywriter and we're working on a project together, I am asking her because she has such a good, first of all, she's talking to my clients, right? And she's getting a good idea. She's also writing this stuff for other people and she's, she's talking to their clients and they're all like other industry people. And so she has a really good pulse on like, oh, people are really liking gifts at the moment or people aren't liking this or people are really liking when you like she just told me the other day it was something about the way that she phrases language in a link is like has changed, right? That that there's a certain way that's more popular right now. So it's not always just stuff that I'm pulling away. Obviously, I don't I don't know <laughs> anything about a lot of things. And so I'm looking to industry, other industry experts to say, what are you seeing? You know, what's changing? What do you think people are wanting right now? And those are the kinds of questions that as a CEO, you have to be asking because you have to be 
thinking about staying nimble, right? You want to think about get, continuing to get ahead, right? And to continue to evolve and thinking of things changing. I also, though, want you to pay attention to your clients and how your clients have changed. So whether your actual clients have changed, like if you've been in business for a while, your clients are probably like, quote, quote unquote, growing up with you, right? So I, I have one friend in particular that I can think of who's a fitness coach. And over the years, she's been in, in the game for a long time. And, and over the years, her clients have kind of grown up with her. And, you know, what started as women in their 20s, probably post-college, figuring out how to like work out on their own as they were getting into corporate jobs has now turned into women who had their first or maybe even second child. And they're trying to navigate new mom life and maybe even also working and a million other things. Right. So it's been interesting to watch as she has evolved because she also had a child. But as she's evolved, her clients have evolved. And so you can't just be like doing the content the same way because the content that you were doing four years ago when your clients, for example, didn't have children or didn't have a job or whatever, isn't going to speak to them now. And so what you're going to do is you're going to end up losing your clientele. And I think when your business evolves in that way, you kind of have two choices. You can either continue to speak to like if you've decided that your ideal client is a mid-20s, unattached, childless or child-free person who like that's all they're focused on, then that's fine. You can keep going to that but if you have this like super dedicated core group of clients and they want to continue working with you and taking your programs and all that, then you've got to update your, you know, content to match. So that's what I would suggest in terms of studying the market, studying your clients, seeing how they've changed, also paying attention to how they've consumed information or how they want to consume information. Now, maybe that's different. Maybe their platforms are different. Surveys are great for that. You can send out a survey to your email list. You can do surveys through polls on Instagram. Um, you can do surveys all over the place. And just remember, though, that when you do surveys, like if you do a survey on Instagram, I always find this funny. And people will be like, do you want to watch stuff on Instagram or YouTube? It's like, well, they're on Instagram. So they're going to answer Instagram. <laughs> so you'll always see in these polls, like people will ask that stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, they're on that platform. So you just have to I still recommend doing it, doing the surveys. But you want to take some of this information with a grain of salt. Obviously, people are going and they're watching you on the platform that they prefer. So I think it's more about like where your ideal clients hang out and then where you can consistently show up. So if you're like not at a place in your life where you're going to do a YouTube video every day, like don't offer to do YouTube videos every day. So that's my suggestion on studying the market and studying your clients. I also want you to take questions as hints, right? So if you keep getting the same question, maybe it's a sign that you should test it out, whether it's like, hey, do you offer this product or hey, do you offer this service in this way? And you just keep saying no. Maybe that should be a sign that that's something that you should get curious about and you could test out. That's definitely how I felt about the payment plan issue with the ultimate bundle people kept asking and I was so stubborn. I'm a Scorpio, so I'm super stubborn. And so I kept getting this question and I was just like, no, 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 I don't like on principle. No, I don't do it. Right. And eventually my little stubborn walls broke down and I was like, okay, everyone keeps asking about this for a reason, right? People need it. This is people asking for what they need, what they want. It's something that I'm not offering. And that takes me to my final tip here for you, which I put my scientist attitude hat on, right? Which is my last tip for you today about staying nimble as an entrepreneur. It's like you have got to wear the scientist hat often because it is all about testing in business, right? 
nothing is so tragic that like if you try it out, like people reaching out to me to ask about the payment plan, right? I was so resistant to it, so resistant to it. And finally, when I thought about it from a rational perspective, I was like, okay, let's test this out. Maybe maybe you give yourself a time period. Maybe you give yourself a certain number of clients or a certain number of sales of your product. And I said, let's test this out. Let's sell it for you know a few months. Let's do like 90 days. And if people stop paying me all over the place, then I'll cancel it. And that's that. It was an experiment. And what do you know? It was like the complete opposite. We had tons of a huge influx of people who purchased the bundle. No issues or very, very little issues. Definitely below industry standard, which, by the way, again, another part like this is to be expected if you offer payment plans or or things like this. It is not it is not normal to have 100 percent you know, success rate. But overall, like very positive experience. And so it's something I even have to remind myself of because I'm just such a big believer in this scientist attitude that in business, it is all about testing. Nothing has to be permanent. If you don't like it or if it doesn't work, right, you can change it. Maybe it's not so black and white either. Maybe it's not like in my case, maybe it didn't have to be like payment plan or no payment plan. Maybe it could have been a shorter one or maybe I offer it in a different way using a different platform that's a bit better with like capturing cards or something like this. So it's all about approaching this stuff with a testing attitude. I really, really so heavily believe in that. I'd be happy to do a whole episode on on scientist attitude in your business and and going in, leading with curiosity. Curiosity and being curious is like, it's one of my favorite words and terms in general. I just so believe in like seeing, hmm, how does this go? Like, I wonder how this will go. I'm not sure, but I'm open to it. And of course, I will teach you all day long about doing the things that you you know, can do and should do to legally protect yourself. It's not like I just like threw caution to the wind and was like, let's see how this payment plan thing goes. You know, I had a very strong contract. I had things in place. I was using a great payment processor, all this stuff. But it's uh, more about the mindset attitude of like, let's just see how this goes. And if it doesn't go well, I can always change it. That's the cool thing about being the CEO. So with that, I hope that this episode was helpful. I encourage you to stay nimble as an entrepreneur to, I hope that maybe a little piece of today will spark some idea about something that you can do a little differently, or maybe it's even just an idea of like going into this with a little bit more positive attitude about change because change is scary. I get that. I feel that too. But also these things can be beautiful blessings in your business. And you you might not understand why now or like why you had to go through certain things now, but I think you will in the end. So with that, if you liked this episode, please screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag me at Sam Vandermeulen, send me a DM, let me know what you thought about this episode. And if you haven't already, please go and leave a review and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. If you if you listen on Apple, please um, rate and review. If you listen on Spotify, follow the show. It's so helpful into getting this into the hands of other online business owners. And with that, I can't wait to chat with you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the On Your Terms podcast. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. You can also check out all of our podcast episodes, show notes, links, and more at samvanderreeland.com slash podcast. You can learn more about legally protecting your business and take my free legal workshop, Five Steps to Legally Protect and Grow Your Online Business at samvanderreeland.com. And to stay connected and follow along, follow me on Instagram at samvanderreeland and send me a DM to say hi. 